Welcome to Ghost Gaze, a haunting the gay podcast. Hey, welcome back to Ghost Gaze. I'm Carson. And I'm Colleen. Um, and Colleen, what are we doing today? Today we are recording an episode about the second Conjuring movie. The Conjuring 2. Yes, The Conjuring 2. Talking about the movie itself like we did the first one and then also talking about the actual case and the haunting and yes. possession of Janet Hodgins. Who, fun fact, was very upset about this movie when she heard it was being made. Yeah, it's really controversial, actually. A lot of people mm-hmm. said at this point that the haunting and everything after it was actually faked. But we'll get into that yeah. later. Uh, to start today, actually, um, we wanted to just kind of take a quick second here and talk to you about uh, another podcast that we've been listening to. Hey, Colleen. Yes, hi, Carson. Are you interested in aliens, Mothman, and vampires? Then you should give a listen to the unofficial official story podcast. Where hosts, writer Koji Steven Sakai, comedian Dwayne Perkins, and actress Jennifer Field discuss facts and fiction. To come up with the official story of what actually happened. We particularly love the episode with Randall Park, who you may know from Fresh Off the Boat and WandaVision, and my personal favorite, Jim from The Office. <laughs> it really had a sackling during their improv. If you're interested in having a good time with some really funny people, we urge you to check out the unofficial official story podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. So do you have any history about how this started? Yeah, so... Um, Let's break into the details of the actual case, and then we'll kind of go over the movie, because let's be real, the movie is really dramatized. Yes. So the um, the actual case that took place in 1977, um, Peggy Hudson, the mother, um, said that she noticed weird things kind of happening on, like, August 30th of 1977. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was interesting that, like, either the happenings that started were so unusual that it that that particular day stuck in her mind so well, or yeah. it just felt like, too rehearsed to some people that she was like, yes, August 30th, that's the exact day that this all started. Well, that's because something actually, like, really, really creepy happened to her that day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so she entered one of her kids' bedroom and saw the chest of drawers, like, move across the floor um, as if someone, like, an invisible force was, like, trying to trap them in the room. And that's, like, I, I believe that happens in the movie, too. I have to, I think that's right in the beginning. Um, but that that's why it stuck out so much is because she was like, oh, crap. These are not my children. This was something that actually moved that. I have a quote here from the Channel 4 interview that she gave about the house. Um Ooh. It says, it started in the back bedroom, the chest of drawers moved, and you could hear shuffling. And then she says that that's when, it, like, they kind of heard the shuffling, 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 and then the door, the, yeah. the chest just kind of slid across the room. And I do have a link for that interview, too, that I'll post in the Instagram post. Yes. We'll put that in the description of our Instagram post, so you guys can all feel free to go and check out the interviews. Um there's actually a lot of documentation about this. The, the press kind of went wild. The interesting thing to me was that the the neighbors were actually involved. She did, Janet did go, um, or not Janet. Peggy. Uh, Peggy. 
Yes. Peggy went over to the neighbors and was like, hey, you guys got to help me out here. Like, I'm not really entirely sure what's going on, but like, something is going on. And yeah. the, the neighbor, Vic Nottingham, went over and said that it was just a, like a really uncomfortable vibe to the house. It was really thick. It was really tense. And you could hear knocking on the walls and the ceilings. Yeah. There's actually a, a documentary they did about the family. Mm-hmm. And during the documentary, you can hear knocking throughout the video. And I have a link to that as well. Yes. So I have a link to um, an interview with Janet speaking in voices. And you can hear the knocking in the background mm-hmm. in that interview. And then I, I have a couple different links. So, um, the thing that I thought was funny that was not true at all anywhere in the real case of this was the scene where Janet is in the room and all of the crosses turn upside down. Oh yeah. That didn't happen at all. No. First of all, it's not traditionally like it's painted as evil and perverse, like an upside down cross because it's the sign of St. Peter Yeah. and St. Peter for everybody or Peter that everybody doesn't know. Um, had, when he was crucified, he requested that he be crucified upside down because he didn't mm. believe that he was worthy to be crucified the same way that Jesus was. I'm so it's not. I just think it's funny that they they chose that like symbol to signify that there was a demon in the house in the movie when it's oh, not yeah. always necessarily like a demonic <laughs> symbolism. Yes, my point on that the whole. Uh, I think it's it's not just this movie either. It's like. In general, I think it's just kind of chuckly funny that people try to paint that as such like a traditionally evil demonic symbol, and it's really not. (laughs) No, it's really not. Oh, so another fact about the case was in in the movie there there's like the big haunting, right? The um, what is his name? Oh, I have it right here. Um, Bill Wilkin. So in the um. In the movie, they obviously base the entire haunting and, like, the entire possession off of Bill Wilkins, right? Yeah. Um, kind of. He was an actual... Well, yeah, kind of. But he was <laughs> an actual human. Like, he did live yeah. in that house. He died there. He did die in the armchair. Um, yeah, he did. was one of the people that uh, Janet spoke as, like, one of the most notable people that she said that she was possessed by was yeah. Bill Wilkins. And his son Terry did confirm that um not only did he die in a manner similar to Janet described, but he lived there as long as Janet said. Like every detail mm-hmm. that she made up or supposedly about Bill Wilkins's life, she got correct. Yeah, and that's where people were like, well maybe she didn't fake it because how would she know this? She how was twelve. How could she possibly know? Like she knew information <clears throat> about Bill Wilkins from like his childhood. Yeah. You know what? This this goes to my theory of you should never play with a Ouija board because that's literally what happened. They played with a Ouija board and shit went down. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. They were playing with the Ouija board in the movie. Also, with yeah. the actual fact, they, the family started to notice creepy things happening almost immediately. And Jana and her sister have both said that, like, it was immediately after they played with that Ouija board. Yeah. I don't and know if they made it. Did they make it like they made it in the movie? I think that they must have. Because 
um, it wasn't until like the 80s, even or like the 90s, that Ouija board started to become a popularized, sold thing. And like, yeah, you know, Hasbro was making fucking Ouija boards at one point. Yeah, they still do. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Especially not with the cheap two by four plywood mass produced ones out there. Like, if you are dead set um, on communicating with any sort of spirit, please contact a professional. Okay, so just in, as an example of why not to do this, mm-hmm. um, so I, I watched this one movie, and this girl found a Ouija board in the ocean, and she was like, oh, dope, I'm going to play with it. But, like, instead of bringing back just, like, a normal spirit, she brought back a ghost shark. So, not only did she bring back a ghost, <laughs> but it's a shark. <laughs> It's a ghost shark. <laughs> Don't do it. What movies are you watching? <laughs> um, it was Ouija Shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think with my Comcast, I just asked it to search shark movies, and those was the first time that came up, and I was like, yes. I mean, that's fair. You know, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've... Have you ever seen the, um... It's like Sharknado, but it's ghost sharks. In a tornado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like spirit shark cyclone or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yep. So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't play with Luigi board. Don't mess with it. If don't you are that dead one. set on talking to a dead loved one or anything like that, talk to a professional first. Yes. Find your local medium. Okay. And like, do don't your research because some people really out there scamming you. Mm-hmm. I really want to um, go to Long Island Medium. I love Teresa Caputo. If you're <laughs> listening, Teresa Caputo, I love you. All in all, there were actually about 30 different witnesses to different strange events that happened in this home. Like furniture moved, yeah. shit was flying around, people would feel cold breezes, people would be pushed. Random graffiti, random pools of water on the floor. The scariest one, I think, to me was that, like, matches and candles would just randomly ignite. Yeah. And I'm like, this this demon really out here trying to set this house on fire. I know there was a – at one point they called the cops, and one uh, one I think it was the female cop. She went inside and said that she saw a chair lift up into the air a couple inches – move over to the left and then she Mm -hmm. ran out um and everyone thought she was crazy but like there are many people who are like no (laughs) things would happen here i know i literally just was talking about how my favorite part about the whole movie that's really out there and not real and dramatized was the cross scene with the saint peter symbolism Mm -hmm. but i actually want to discuss about how this is part of the Conjuring series, which is supposedly part of the Ed and Lorraine Warren files, right? Of, like, actual cases yeah. that they worked on and, like, successfully to semi-successfully exercise the spirit, right? Yes. Um, so in real life, and this really kind of ties into the, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren in real life were assholes. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, rightfully so. You know, they came in, they got their shit done, and nobody fucking thanked them or believed them. So they earned a little bit of assholism, I think. Yes. But they straight up, they heard about this case all the way in Connecticut. 
they heard about this girl in London that was like over the pond talking to the press about how she's possessed and like all of this stuff. And they invited themselves to go to these people's home and stir the pot up and investigate a little bit. And then they left after 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, they left. Well, I know Ed Warren actually caught Janet faking a couple times. Um, and so I wonder if he was just like, you know what, I've had it, I'm done. Or if he was just like, eh, good luck. Right, because, well, because it's, and to, to their credit, they didn't just leave them, like, in the weeds, you know? It's not like they showed no. up or like, oh, you guys look like a bunch of fucking liars, we're out of here. Like, there were other experts there, there were other people handling the case. I think Ed and Lorraine, it was, like, one of the most notable possession cases in the media at the time. Yeah. Like nothing like that had been like that publicized before. So they, you know, were a little curious. They kind of popped in. But like I heard that they really accidentally ended up stirring up some real energy for real. Like I know like there's gotta be shit that's haunting those two. Like <laughs> they'd show they even like show it in the movies. Lorraine was the world's like leading medium or like a spiritual guide or whatever for a long time, right? Or not, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not the world, but she was a very well-known medium. Ed was oh. one of the le- most leading demonologists at the time. So, like, mm-hmm. hopping from case to case like that, yeah, they've got to be carrying some kind of energy back and forth, you know? Oh, yeah. And I know that um, this is where they, like, sort of kind of, like, introduce their lives into the story itself right here because this is the introduction of Valak, right? Mm-hmm. Into this. And I I didn't I actually didn't get a chance to research Valak. is that a real ghost? Is there a spirit? Valak is a demon. Demon. Because then this story then also becomes, you know, like Valak is controlling the dead man here and then it's less about the haunted house and the girl more of like the Warrens. You know what I mean? So Valak in the conjuring now is like the name Valak exists and is applied to a real demon demonic energy, but like mm-hmm. the nun image that they came up with for Valak for the conjuring series mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what what Valak actually looks like or is represented as gotcha. um yeah I don't like Valak. Valak's spooky. Mm-hmm. I mean, real Valak is pretty spooky too. For, oh, yeah. Just for the record. I, I remember watching this the scene where Valak like comes from the shadows, and then to the portrait. I was like, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> no. Right. I was not prepared. I do not like Valak. I, which means they did a good job because that scared the shit out of me, and I didn't want to see it. Right. <laughs> um. But isn't doesn't Valak have her own movie later on, The Nun? Yeah, the that, that is okay. Um, and then they're actually working on um a crooked man movie too. Oh, they are Ed, okay. Yes, The Conjuring. They just came out with The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, and mm-hmm. now I think they're working on production for The Crooked Man. Yeah, I love The Crooked Man. I thought that was going to be the next one they were going to do for sure after this because it was kind of spooky. Um, which actually The Crooked Man is based off a character from an English nursery rhyme. Do you want to hear the nursing rhyme? Yeah. There was a crooked man, and he walked a crooked mile. He found a crooked sixpence upon a crooked crooked style. 
he bought a crooked cat, which caught a crooked mouse, and they all lived together in a little crooked house. Oh, I hope he has a cat in the movie. <laughs> oh, a demon cat? I don't know, just a kitty. Oh. It, a, a demon cat would be cute. I just want to say a cat. But yeah, the the crooked man scared the shit out of me. Yeah, um, all variations of the crooked man stories as a child uh, have like given me instant panic attacks. Let's talk about Janet levitating in the movie. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to say there are pictures of what seems to be her levitating or what's supposed to be her levitating, but it really yeah, looks like she's kind of just like jumping. Jumping. I have some of them saved that we're going to post up for you guys. So I'll take a look at and you can decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, in my opinion, I think either way, whether she's levitating or jumping, she still looks fucking possessed. Yeah. Like she looks like she is leaping to attack. Uh huh. Um, I they had there's four pictures of it, and Alex even, or Alex was the one who pointed out to me that like, oh, there's four pictures, and yeah, they could have been going fast, but by this point she probably would have started going down, but she starts going up higher. And I was like, oh, so yeah, take a look. Let me uh, let us know what you think. And also, that wasn't the only example of her like levitating. I guess. Um, oh. There are some. There were some eyewitnesses of her, like, spinning and, like, banging against the window um, and just kind of levitating in the air. There was a woman on the street and a baker that were walking around uh, outside of the house, and they saw her body just kind of levitating and slamming against the window. And Janet said... um, I thought I might actually break the window and go through it. Oh, really? Mm. Were there any other stories about levitating? Because I only heard about that one. I didn't know about that one. No, so just the the ones of the pictures being taken and then the eyewitnesses from the street below were of Mm -hmm. Janet actually levitating. Um, And then everything else that was like levitation was just furniture flying around and things Mm -hmm. like that. All the other good spooky stuff. Yeah, let's chat about the movie. This movie is... I understand how this could be a good movie, but from what they had to work with, it doesn't seem like it would have been a good movie. Do you know what I mean? Because the Warrens were there for a day, and they didn't really do much. Um, It's kind of weird that they picked this to go with. Yeah, there were a lot of other cases. Like, I can't wait until they get to the Amityville. Yeah. I'm so excited for them to get the Amityville because they keep hinting at it. Like the the case they were working on right before this one was Amityville. Mm-hmm. So while I think that they could have made this like a standalone movie, they could have just called this the Enfield Haunting or something like that. And they could have portrayed sure. the actual people that worked on the case. I feel like it would have been a little bit of conflict of interest to have a separate movie with a separate Ed and Lorraine portrayed, even if it was just for, like, yeah. a glimpse, you know? So I also would understand be deciding to make it just, like, a, like an Ed and Lorraine born movie. Yeah. And, like, uh, now I kind of understand why they introduced the Valak character into this, too, was because without it, it kind of would be a little boring and very, very similar to the first movie, or, like, mm-hmm. too similar. Um, so I understand why. 
and I understand when they did this, it made it more of like a big story when they expanded on everything. And it was good, but you know, right? It's it's a it wasn't I didn't like it. Okay, I like the first one better than this one, Bochelle. Yeah. But I like what they've done, or like I, I can see how they're growing by watching this one. Right, right, right. I mm-hmm. see what you mean. Yeah, I don't like Valak. Like, she's spooky. She is spooky. She's supposed to be yeah. spooky, though. Yeah, I know I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I did like how they introduced that girl in the movie who, was she like a, a therapist or a scientist? I couldn't really figure out what her what she actually was. But she was the one trying to, like, call it out or call out that they are, like, faking um, she was like a child psychologist or something like that. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Um, yeah, like uh, she found the children at one point bending the spoons themselves, mm-hmm. bending everything, um, and she caught some on tape. I know that. And Janet actually admitted while she was on the news, she was like, "Yeah, like once or twice we faked things." Or one time, one of the sisters was like, "Oh, it's not haunted," and the other, and Janet was like, "Shh." Stop, like, trying to, like, yeah, oh, crap. Yeah, like, you can look up an, an actual interview of the sisters all, like, sitting on a couch or something. Yeah. And they're like, how haunted is your house? And one of them says, it's not haunted. Yeah, so were they faking it? Were they not? I don't know, but I thought that was really interesting. I liked how they touched on that in the movie. I just think it's funny that these people, these kids actually admitted to actually faking some things, which, you know, did they fake all of it? is my next question but how could they fake some of the stuff the mother saw right unless you know my theory is that if they faked anything Mm -hmm. then they did it to try and draw more attention to what was actually going on i was talking to somebody else and they were saying well maybe they just said that they faked something because like people wouldn't leave them alone about it and they were like you had to have made some of it up like not all of it can be real you had to have made some of it up and they were like, fine, yeah, okay, we made some of it up. Shut up about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't really get that vibe. I, at, at the most, I could say it feels like they could have made some stuff up just to try and draw attention to what was really going on. Right. And I think, what is it, Janet in the movie was like, oh, I had to fake it because he said they, he, he would kill you if I didn't. Yeah. Um, Which is a good way to introduced that into the movie i thought it was i thought it was uh, pretty clever um mm-hmm. but i wish they she would have been like no i faked that one i faked that one. Oh, oh, i forgot i was gonna say um there have been there's been one reporting of a family who lived in a house after these people did oh yeah and yeah, yeah. yeah they were like they Harry would hear Bennett voices and her sons. yes yes and they would like hear voices at night and I think, what was it, the final straw was when one of her sons woke up and saw a man standing in his room, and, like, the next day they left. Yep. Yeah. They were they only uh, lived there for two months before they pieced yes, out. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it was super quick. I wonder if that place was, like, bulldozed, and they're like, we can't. <laughs> can't yeah, do this. Yeah, I anymore. mean, uh, we were just talking about how they could have potentially made some of the stuff up, but they were talking to Janet Hodgson about if she ever felt like things calmed down and she said that a priest came to visit the family uh in 1978 and she feels like it wasn't that priest had nothing to do no affiliation with the warrens again Mm -hmm. but um 
she feels like after that priest came to visit, the like possession broke. The noises didn't uh. stop ever completely, but like for the most part, it's just kind of silence. And then a couple of years went by, and they would just hear like every once in a while random houses or random noises in the house, but they were never really sure if it was just them being paranoid or if uh-huh. it was like um an old house just making noises or if it was just actual spirits that they just they try to turn a, a blind eye to it to not give it more power you know right yeah obviously they learn from their mistakes or any mistakes that they made the first time can you imagine if, if they finally got these spirits exercised from their house and then kept hearing noises and then they tried to contact the spirits again oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that gives me a headache (laughs) no Um, this is why i would survive in a horror movie you and i would survive yes because uh like say you and i were like honored that you think i would survive a horror movie if especially if we're working together okay if you and i were just like transported into like a slasher film right or like a like a ghost story or something like they're like like we're having a party like i'm okay okay okay. so like we're having a party we're like having a couple drinks maybe smoking a couple j's i don't know (laughs) um and someone comes up couple j's like 20 or 30 and like (laughs) someone comes up to us (laughs) and it's just like Hey, do you want to play with this Ouija board that we found? We want to see if it works. You and I would look at each other and be like, you know what? We're going to go home. And then we would come back the next day and the house would have been like burnt down and there would be corpses everywhere and be like, you know what? This is because of the fucking Ouija board. We would have gotten our shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I definitely would have can survive a haunted movie. We could do it. That's fair. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. you're right. You're right. We have enough common sense, I and I think we've seen enough like horror movies. Serial killer movie. I think I would be mm. really fucking stupid and like a serial killer, and I would <laughs> trip on something and just get stabbed. Um, but yeah, yeah, some demons I can handle. You're right. I'm smart about those. Okay, but if we were in a slasher movie, yeah, I think we would die first would die. because we would every everyone would be like, because again, you and I would team up and be like, okay, be let's stick together. Too many J's. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like in the bathroom, and like the slasher comes out and just like stabs us both in the head, and we're just like, oh, damn it. Damn it. As on. we die. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Slasher film, I think we'd die because we're just stupid. A ghost story, I think we'd kick ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did also want to talk about um the fact that Janet's younger brother, Billy, lived in Man. that house. Like, most of the kids grew up, got old enough to live on their own, moved out immediately mm-hmm. because they didn't just didn't like living in that house anymore. Um, right. Billy lived there until their mother passed away there. And he mm-hmm. said that he always felt like they were being watched. No matter what, no matter what room they were in, he felt like they were being watched. And um, I think it's interesting that that's like the reason um, that Claire Bennett, the mother that moved into the house after the Hodgson family um, said that she, like, the number one reason they left was because her son saw the man walk into his room or, like, standing in his room. Yeah. But she also said that she felt like somebody was watching her 24-7 in that house. No me gusta. So, like, was some of it faked? 
Yeah, probably. They yeah. fucking admitted to faking some of it. But, like, clearly some of it was at least manifested by the lies that they made up <laughs> and turned into real, actual negative energy. Yeah, I totally believe that some of it was real. I totally like, believe that they faked a lot of it. a negative entity of some kind. Yeah, because... phallic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe it is actually phallic. I don't I don't know. I don't like her. Oh, well, I hope that you get used to her because as we get further into the series, she starts to pop up more and more. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to show up in a... I didn't finish The Conjuring 3 yet. I wonder if she shows up in that. That'd be really funny. I don't remember if if Alec is in The Conjuring 3. I don't think she is. Probably not. But, ooh. They, like, defeat her in The Nun, don't they? Yeah. But the nun's like a really old movie, like not old movie, but like a, it's in the past. They may defeat oh, right, her in this right. too. I think they defeat her in this, but I, I'm not sure. Um, but I would love we should we should do the nun sometime. Yeah, we can do the nun. I thought it was a fun horror movie. You fell asleep during it. <laughs> okay, listen. Somebody gave me like two edibles. Well, I think that's probably all we sh- we can talk about about this movie. What do you say? Yeah, I, I feel like we've wrapped up everything pretty nicely. Um, yeah. Tied up the whole, like, 50-50 shot of everything being real or fake. Um, <laughs> right. I believe them. That's what I'm going to go on record as. I fully believe that there was a haunting. I believe that there was a, a minor possession involved there. Um, I just don't I'm going to have to agree with it you. It was as intense as they portrayed it to be right i agree with you um probably next week we're going to talk about the drowning pools in our second episode of our mackinac island series remember to follow us on instagram at ghost gaze podcast follow us on twitter at ghost underscore gaze and if you have any stories email them to us at ghostgazepodcast at gmail.com all right friends stay safe stay spooky out there And if you see a ghost, who are you going to call? The Ghost Gaze. Well, that's Conjuring 2 in the bag.